Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is the biggest Travis Scott fan I personally know, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing? I'm I'm doing quite well on this uh, this Sunday. We had the uh, thank you for that. That that's a compliment to me. I'm a very 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 big Travis Scott fan. However, I'm not close to the biggest. I'm glad that I'm the biggest one that you know. But considering how soft of rap you like, I'm not surprised. Wow. All right. Um, Taking shots. <laughs> Uh, you know, a little shot. Um, but we have a great episode planned today. Uh, but before we get to that, I gotta welcome in our uh, other contributing member, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how has this week been for you? We challenged each other in a uh, in an activity goal on our, our on our Apple Watches, uh, and to say the least, it didn't go the exact way I wanted. It to yes, go. I to, to put it lightly, I completely embarrassed you. Um. <laughs> okay. Okay. Normally, I in this quarantine life, I'm I'm at least taking walks or doing something. Ben's. Ben took initiative to, to destroy me, and I didn't walk at all. So Yeah, no, I, you know I, ben, I set out ben a goal. I wanted to destroy you, and I did do that. So I was very happy with my performance that week. In my personal opinion, it was a close game. I don't even know the score, but it was close. It was not close. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I said, we have a really fun episode planned today. Um, Trevor has been beaming with excitement. We should have done it last week. I did not have enough time to prepare for it. So that one is on me. But... Today, Trevor, what, what, are we, what are we getting into today? So today, um, it's going to be an amazing podcast. Hopefully, we hope that uh, you will be entertained by it. Today, we're doing the top 25 greatest NBA players of all time. This will be part one, so we're going to start at number 25, and we're going to go all the way down to 11. Um, Brandon and I are going to kind of alternate picks, so like I'll go 25, he'll go 25, and so on. And, you know, this obviously, these rankings, a lot of people – um you know they like to debate them and sometimes people get heated but this is all for fun you know we had a lot of fun putting together these lists so we hope you enjoy it yeah and i just want to point out that some of these players i think i could speak for Tre- trevor's definitely watched probably a little bit more than i have but some of these guys are you, i mean it's it'll be impossible to watch a ton of their footage there just isn't a lot out there especially guys that are you know way back in like older eras of basketball so it's very hard to compare some of those guys so you know, if you have differing opinions, that's awesome. We love uh, we debate sports. That's that's what Trevor and I do on this podcast. But don't be coming at our heads. You know, comment below if you think we, we got something wrong and what you think. Yeah. Um, but overall, these are just our opinions. In in no way are we statistical, you know, a- experts. Um, but you know, here's what we think. I think it, as long as we have the same number one person, I think the rankings will be okay. That's just my personal <laughs> opinion, though. I think there is a correct answer at one, but besides that, it's up for interpretation. Right. So um, I, I think it's going to be a great episode. Like Trevor said, we'll have two parts of this, so we hope you guys enjoy both. Both uh, The March Madness brackets have gotten lots of downloads, lots of downloads in uh, streams, so people seem to really like that. So I think this will be a very hot one. So Trevor, you just want to get right into it? Let's let's just start it off. Uh, yeah, so, so first I'm going to kind of take you through how I kind of decided upon my rankings, and then if you want to – and then I would like to hear a little bit about kind of how your process was – but for me, yeah. um, I, I definitely tried to go and like Basketball Reference, I mean, is an amazing website. So I use that um, for the past over the, about the past month. I've done some research and Basketball Reference is the main site I did a lot of my research on. So I went through obviously the, the typical stats, points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff and some advanced stats like PER, uh, you know, and true shooting percentage and win shares per 48, stuff like that. And then I also... I place more of a heavy emphasis on the playoffs, so the the playoffs are really important to me, obviously, because then that's you know when everyone's playing at the highest levels, um, and that's what you know matters most. Winning, obviously, and my framing on this and how I came up with the, this list is really just 
you know, if I'm starting a team, like, and it's a draft, and I have the number one pick, um, who am I taking, like, number one through 25 for in that draft? And that's based on, like, overall value throughout their career. So certain players, I think, well, I at least have three, I think, three current players, um, so their careers aren't finished. So for them, it'll be their careers up to this point. For everyone else, obviously, it's their whole career. So it's going to be tough. You know, comparing eras is obviously one of the hardest things, you know. Comparing players from the mm -hmm. 60s to players of today, very difficult. But again, it's for fun, and we did the best we could. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm going to be comparing uh, a lot of what I'm going to compare on is, like, statistics, uh, you know, how well they actually did statistically, and a lot of awards. I You know, I got to kind of give credit to the people that were awarding those awards back then, um, and I had to go off a lot of that stuff when, you know, especially back in, you know, eras that are, like, you know, in the 60s, you know, something like that compared to now. Uh, I also have a couple current players, um, and we'll talk about when we get to them, kind of why we placed them where we did, you know, in the sense of, you know, let's say... I, I placed player X at 20, but I think he's going to get higher. I just think right now he's at 20. So, you know, we have a couple of players that I think are a little bit like that. Um, but yeah, you know, a lot also is on just the eye test, uh, you know, looking at, you know, how I think that these players play, how dominant this player was compared to this player. So, you know, we're going to do our best. I think this is just for fun. We hope to give you guys some entertainment, um, and I, I think it'll be enjoyable. But let's let's start it off, Trevor. I'm going to let you go first. You, you, you can have the first... Uh, selection, well, not selection, but first pick here at 25. All right, so at 25, I have David Robinson. Now, David Robinson played 14 years in the league uh, from 1990 to 2003, um, all with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I think his first year, two years, he actually got drafted. He was actually in the Navy, so his career started in 90, not 88, and he played 14 seasons. Um, his career averages about are 21 0.1 points per game, 2.5 assists, 10.6 rebounds, and about 52% from the field. So David Robinson, you know, he was a lot through the 90s. He was the primary option for the Spurs teams that often would go to the playoffs, and they would either they would usually have early exits like first round, second round. Uh, the one year they got to the conference finals against the Rockets, and um, they lost in six. The Rockets team, which eventually would go on to win the title because Hakeem Olajuwon was just on another level in that series. Um, but David Robinson had some good showings. Then um, he actually has an injury, and I think it was 97. Um, so he only played like six games that season. The team's horrible because he's out. And then the following draft, they draft Tim Duncan. So then they get Tim Duncan. Um, they automatically are good that first year with Tim Duncan and Robinson both kind of being like the co-stars. As Robinson was starting to age, you have young Tim Duncan. They win the title in 99 and 03. So Robinson ends up with two titles as the you know secondary option in 99. 2003, I would say maybe the either probably the third option on that team. So David Robinson is who I have at number 25. I think that's a good pick. So actually, I do not have David Robinson at all on my list, but I debated about putting him at this spot at 25. The player I ended up putting here is Steph Curry. And the reason I put Curry wow. at 25, I think I think Curry will end up being a little bit higher, but I think just from the eye test, he's just such a transcendent player. Where he's he's there's so many things he does, and he makes players around him so much better. Where I didn't want to leave him off my list. I mean, he's only played about 700 games right now, so I, I think you know if you you know 
at the end of his career, I think he will end up being a little bit higher. You know, he's six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA, and he's won three NBA championships. Um, so I, I think just the things he's done have been so great. He shot almost 44% from three in his career, uh, 48% from the field. So I, I just think it would, it would have been hard for me to leave him off my list just because of, I think he's changed the game of basketball, like literally because of how much three-point shooting there is now compared to the, where it was 15 years ago. So I, I, I had to keep Curry on there. I debated between him and uh, Robinson. I, I couldn't, that was one of my challenges with this. I mean, right off the bat, I had a challenge of that, figuring out who I wanted to put right at 25, but it ended up being Curry. I'm actually surprised. I'm surprised you have him this low. I thought you would have him um, definitely in the top 20, I thought for sure. So I'm surprised. I, I think there's there's guys in the top 20. I think I think he will end up being somewhere around there, but I think there's guys that have cemented um, at, at least a good enough career to be above him uh, for now, and that's why I put him at 25. I, I think, again, I think he will be there. I think the Warriors are way too good and that he's way too good to be um, sticking at 25 the rest of his career. There's definitely a couple players I see ahead on my list that I think he will end up being above, you know, after he gets all the accolades. Again, this is a, a lot on the stats here and, you know, what he's won. Um, right. So, yeah, no, 25 for him. Um, yeah. What, what do you So you thought I would have had Curry uh, higher up? Yeah, for sure. I thought you would have had him, like, in the teens probably. I was thinking you'd have him somewhere around 15. That that was my prediction. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked, honestly. I'm glad I, I'm keeping you on your feet. Ben, what, what did you think about both of these? Honestly, yeah. I'm kind of shocked with both of these. Um, David Robinson, I have – well, I didn't make a list but because I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. But I have three different lists pulled up on my computer, and I have, like, basketball reference pulled up so I can look at stats while you guys talk about it. But one of the lists has – two of the lists have David Robinson in the top 13. And, like, Fox Sports, they literally – all they said for him was maybe the most underrated player in NBA history. I saw and, that. And obviously, I don't, like – I don't know a ton about David Robinson. I know a little bit about him. But – I feel like 25 is kind of low for David Robinson. I would I would have had him higher. Obviously, I haven't done nearly as much research as you guys have. And then Steph Curry, Brendan, I thought for sure you'd have Steph Curry higher than that. I would have had Steph Curry higher than that if I made a list. I get your argument. I, I get your that, argument about, like, yeah. he hasn't. I mean, but you think about it. He, he's been in the league for, what, like 10 years now? You don't think he's proven himself to be better than a top 25 player right now? Um, I just think... I think the guys ahead of him have, have done a little more in the accolade section. Once he gets up to, like, a 1,000 games, yeah. which I believe he will get to, I think he will pass them. It's, I think if I was basing all these players off just their talent, how much I think they've impacted the game, then he would have been higher. But I think it's the fact that, you know, stats and accolades are I'm putting into this also. I think it's it's tough to put someone super high that doesn't have quite as much of the accolades as, you know, someone like, I don't know, someone like that. Right. Yeah, uh, like David Robinson yeah. or something like that. That's fair. Yeah, and, and Steph's also played. Yeah, I think six hundred ninety nine games. So um, he'll probably be um, like the out of all the players we're comparing, he's played the least amount of games out of probably anyone we're going to talk about through this whole podcast. So I'm sure that probably went into your um, thought process, exactly. and it went into mine as well. So I, I'm going to go with the next pick for twenty four. I have Scottie Pippen. I think Scottie Pippen is one of the most underrated players of all time, just because. You know, he was overshadowed by Jordan, but Jordan needed Pippen to win those championships. I think it was incredibly important that he was on those teams. 
And I think there's a lot of things that Pippen did that a lot of other players couldn't do. And I think it's similar to kind of like a Clay Thompson, where I think Clay Thompson would be able, not that they're similar players, I'm saying Clay Thompson to Steph Curry. Clay Thompson could be on his own team, and I think they'd win 50 plus games. I, I think he's that good, but I think he's so overshadowed by Steph, uh, especially nowadays, where someone like Scottie Pippen and like Clay, they just get, you know, this, this huge overshadow from that, you know, top tier player that's ahead of them. So Scottie Pippen, I'm going to put in my 24. A seven-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA. He's won six championships. Obviously, it was with Jordan, but I think even if he was by himself, Jordan wouldn't have won all those championships necessarily, and I think Pippen you know, could have still won some um, without Jordan. Interesting. Yeah, Scotty had that one season when uh, Jordan went to baseball where he was in the MVP race, um, and he led the mm-hmm. Bulls to the conference semis. So he had a really good season um, that year. He averaged, I think, like, I think that was when he averaged about 21 a game, and he was um, uh, relatively efficient. So, yeah, I mean, Scottie Pippen's a good choice. I did not have him in my top 25, um, mm-hmm. but he definitely made a huge impact defensively, especially. You know, great defender, yes. um, helping out mm-hmm. on those I think that's another, another thing about Jordan that people don't realize about, like, him and Rodman. I mean, those guys were great defenders. Yes. And, you know, can lock up players, especially on defense. Well, Jordan was a good defender, too, but... Um, I think, you know, the ability to have those guys that are locked down defenders um, can leave parts of the other, you know, other parts of the game available. Yeah, I think I, I would have had Scottie Pippen probably in either the late 20s or early 30s. Um, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a few, there's like a group of players right outside. So he's really close, but I didn't have him quite in there. Um, but number 24 for me is actually Stephen Curry. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, um, I actually have him higher than you. I, I just can't believe that. But I have Steph Curry at 24. He's played um, 11 seasons, even though this season obviously didn't play as many games. Uh, career averages 23.5 points per game, 6.6 assists, 4.5 rebounds, and f- about 48% shooting. So um, Stephen Curry is a guy who he's been the primary option for the majority of his career on the Warriors teams. Um, he had a little bit of a slower start compared to some of the other players I have on this list. But when he mm-hmm. really hit his prime in 2015, um, he had like two seasons in a row that were just spectacular. Obviously, the MVP year where he won it unanimously uh, in, the, in the 2016 season when they went 73-9. That season, he was absolutely phenomenal in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steph Curry, obviously, it's early and he's he's been in this prime now for about seven six seven seasons ish, um, and he's been really phenomenal in some of those years. Now, I have always been a little bit I don't know if I would say a critic of Steph Curry, but I just think like there's so much Steph Curry love and so much stuff that maybe he doesn't get blamed for when you have guys like LeBron and KD that do get blamed for. That I kind of I try to like give blame to Steph Curry so it evens out a little bit. Because some of his playoff performances, notably, have not been great. In the 2016 Finals, when that team absolutely should have beaten the Cavs, I mean, Steph Curry, I don't know if I want to say he choked, but he really underperformed that year um, against the Cavaliers. And, you know, where they came back from down 3-1. Steph Curry, I mean, that year in the Finals, Steph only averaged 23 points per game on 40% shooting, 5 assists, are yeah four assists five rebounds so yeah only four 40 percent shooting really inefficient and really Steph Curry and this is kind of a theme for me with these smaller guards that aren't like 
they don't have like the physical gifts. So like Steph Curry's a good example. Steve Nash, another great example. Isaiah Thomas, Chris Paul. These are some of these good examples where it's hard. Like their game's a little limited because they can't like they're not as naturally gifted athletically. Um, which means that they're not as great defensively. Well, Chris Paul is actually a little bit of an exception to this. He is really good defensively, but they're not as good defensively. Um, now, Steph makes up for it as sh- for his shooting, and that's why he's on my list, whereas those other players I mentioned aren't on my list. But, you know, it's it's tough. It's just it limits him, and he'll rise for sure on my list. I think he'll probably get to the teens, as we'll talk about a little bit later, but this is where I have him right now. Yeah, it's respectful. We, we had Curry roughly the same area. I, I just... I think if I if I was looking at it in a slightly different area, I would have had Curry a lot higher. Um, maybe not a lot higher, but definitely higher. I, I just think that there's so much about his game that is so transcendent that it's just so different. We just haven't seen a player quite like him, I think, ever. Just the, the ability to just kind of shoot from wherever and really be dangerous enough to make it for, from wherever. I'm, I'm happy you put him on your list. I was actually nervous you weren't going to. Yeah, it, it was close, but um, I thought, you know, how, like, some of his standout seasons, like that, the MVP seasons in particular, and recently mm-hmm. he's had better finals performances with Kevin Durant. Now, obviously, it helps that some of the spotlight's taken off, um, off of him, so he's been able to be more efficient, but nevertheless, he's put up some really good numbers in um, some mm-hmm. of the most recent finals. And he also has, like, like last year against Portland, he actually had probably his best playoff series ever when they swept Portland. He was actually phenomenal in that series. But just in certain finals, I think he should have performed better than he did in certain series. Yeah. So, Trevor, who do you have at 23? All right, so at number 23, and this is a guy that I was comparing to David Robinson a lot and uh, another guy who I will have right after him because they play the same position. And that's – well – not the same position, but like roughly, it's it's easier to compare them. But 23, I have Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale, um, power forward for the Celtics. He played 13 seasons, 1981 to 1993. Um, career averages 18-7 um, on about 55% shooting. So he was a very efficient player who um, early on in his career got thrust right into these amazing Celtics teams where they just have, like, phenomenal lineups. Like, they had Larry Bird, Parrish, uh, McHale. They have uh, Cedric Maxwell. Just, like, these phenomenal teams right away. He wins. I think he won a title in his rookie year um, where he wasn't starting. But once Kevin's, Kevin McHale got um, into his prime, he really played some great roles on those Celtics teams. Um, and it was really, like, him and Larry Bird were co-stars, kind of, I think, for, like, I think, like, the 86 championship and, like, some of those later, like, into the later 80s is really when he hit his peak. And it was really, like, debatable between who's the best player in the Celtics. Is it Kevin McHale or Larry Bird? But Larry Bird was obviously much better earlier in those years. So Kevin McHale, I have him ahead of Robinson because I think that um, he has, like, so many great notable performances in huge games. His prime was shorter, but I think he was very efficient on those teams and just had some really notable performances. Uh, so I'm actually very surprised you put Kevin McHale on your list. I do not have Kevin McHale on my list, um, but I do have a Celtic at this uh, 23 spot. I have John Havlicek, um, who played a little bit earlier in the 70s, 13-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA. He won eight NBA championships, uh, yep. and he averaged around 40 minutes per night. So 
I don't know. It just seems like this is the type of player that you would expect in the 70s. He's a complete workhorse of a player. He played in almost 1,300 games, um, and he ranks 16th all-time in points, um, which obviously some people will pass him up uh, in points. He averaged almost 21 a game. Uh, so John Havlicek makes my list. Um, I mean, I don't know how you don't put someone with eight championships on your list. I don't know if you will eventually. Maybe you will. Um, but that, that's a lot of a lot of winning in your career. Um, a lot of All-NBAs and a lot of All-Star. Uh, he did not win any, any MVPs. I think if he did, that would have put him up a little bit. Um, but he was really just such a fabulous player. I had to put him on my uh, top 25. So, Ben, we're, we're going to check back in with you. What, what do you think so far of these picks? Um, once again, I'm shocked that you that Trevor had Steph Curry as low as he did. But when he was talking, honestly, he kind of like convinced me because I personally probably would have put him in the top 20. But the more Trevor talked, the more I, the more I like thought about um, just his career recently, and kind of I thought a lot about the 2016 Finals. And Trevor's kind of right; like he was such a liability defensively, especially in that 2016 Finals. Like they were switching on him constantly; they were clearly attacking him. So I was originally I was shocked, but you guys kind of convinced me where I can see why he would be as low as you guys had him. I do have a question though, because I've been thinking about this while you guys have been talking. Where do you yeah. what do you think Steph Curry's peak is? Like at the end of his career, how high do you think he can get? Do you think he can be a top ten player of all time? Um Go ahead, Trey, you can go first. Alright, yeah. So I think top ten is a stretch. I think he would really have to um I think he would really have to lead this Warriors team to another championship and he would really have to have like a great performance to make the top ten. Like he would have to win a finals MVP. He would have to, you know, be more efficient. And he would have to be the main guy on a team that wins the championship. And he's like, he's clearly like saying, I'm the best player. I got this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's probably what it would take. I mean, because two of his championships, Kevin Durant was the best player on that team. He was only the best player in one of them. And he actually didn't even win finals MVP in 2015. Now, yeah. I think he probably did deserve it, though it's close. But just the fact that Andre Iguodala, you even had to think like, oh, is Steph Curry the finals MVP? Or is it Iguodala? Like, that to me seems a little crazy. So I think he's going to need um, some big performances because there's just so many other great players that I'm going to have. Like, even some players that I don't have in my top 10, one in particular that – it's hard to imagine Curry passing him or some of these other guys. So I think his ceiling is probably in like the late teens. I would say like 15, 16 range. I would say that's probably his ceiling. So I have kind of a different perspective on this. The finals MVP award to me is just a garbage award. It really doesn't mean anything. Um, obviously, you know, it means you did a good job in the finals. But I mean, like there's so many players that have won finals MVPs that it just means they played well for those seven games. And obviously it's clutch time stuff and Curry did not play that well in 2016. And I get that. That makes a lot of sense. I'm just saying the award itself doesn't matter. Like when you say he has to win a finals MVP to get there or a couple more, whatever it was, that doesn't matter to me. I don't care about that. However, what you said about leading his team to a championship, I do agree with because I think he has a very hard road ahead of him because of what's happened in L.A. with both the teams in L.A. where they're, they're not necessarily building super teams per se, but it's going to be hard for his Warriors to beat those teams or like a Brooklyn. Um, so I think he has a hard road to get to the top 10. I don't foresee that happening but I do have him higher than Trevor would be I, I think he could definitely make top 15 um I, I think it's a question of where in that top 15 he could probably you know inch close to 10 but he would have to win some more championships I think that's very important I think he needs to also win some more scoring titles just be more of the dominant player that we saw in like that 23 and 9 or 73 and 9 season something like that the finals MVP arguments 
that's dumb. I don't I don't agree with that at all. I don't care about the Finals MVP at all. Well, not that um, not that I, alone, but it goes into it for me. I think I, I agree that he needs to be more clutch in like the playoffs and in the finals. But I mean, the Finals MVP it, it doesn't matter. That's a nothing award, in my opinion. <laughs> I was just so, I was just let's, interested. Let's I was interested. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he just has a very very tough road to get to the top ten, especially with like just how I'm looking at my personal top ten. I don't foresee him being better than many of those guys. He'd have to do some really, really amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll move on. Trevor, I think it's my turn, right? Or is it your turn? I believe it's yours because you just went – you just did your 23rd, so I think now it's your 22nd, if I'm correct. I think so. Yes, I, I believe it is. So let me – so the person that I am going to pick for 22 is John Stockton. Wow. Now the reason I'm going to pick John Stockton, he has he has no MVPs and no championships, which is definitely uh, it doesn't help him very much. But he averaged over 10 assists in his career, and he was 51% from the field, 38% from three. He played in 1,500 games. He's a 10-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA. Um, I I just think he's he's so great, and he he he's done so well over his career in the stuff that a lot of people don't you know directly look at, like points. Um, but he's done so well with steals and assists. I think he's that scrappy type of player that I needed to put on my list because it's kind of how I play basketball. So I need to put John Stockton on there. <laughs> also, this has nothing to do with his actual playing ability, but their jerseys during his era there were some of the best jerseys of all time. So for all of those mesh of reasons, I put him at 22. However, I do believe he does actually deserve to be at 20, in, 20, in the top 25, and I think I accurately ranked him. Trevor, who do you have at 22? Interesting. Um, so I'm going to talk about John Stockton real quick because I think I, – I disagree with this one. This is the first one where I think I have a little bit of a problem with because I think uh, this is way too high for John Stockton. I think John Stockton is very similar in terms of like how I think about the players in terms of their play style to like a Steve Nash. So I think him and Steve Nash, I think you could really debate between who's better. I think it's super close because but they're, they're both players who didn't average a ton of points – I think they both average around 13, 14, and both around that like eight to 10 assist mark. Um, and neither of them won titles. Neither of them were, well, Steve Nash, I think you could debate whether he was the best player on this team. I think he was definitely for a couple of those years, but I don't think John Stockton was really the best player on those jazz teams, really maybe one or two years, but like for the most part, it was Carl Malone and he didn't win a title. So like to be, you're, a, you're basically known as a secondary star and you don't win a title. For me, it's hard to put him in the top 25. I, I understand the argument. I, I get it. I think I love Steve Nash. He's one of my all-time favorite players. I, I just adore him. But um, I don't think they're quite as comparable as you say. Yes, in terms of talent. But Steve Nash had eight All-Stars, uh, seven All-NBAs. He averaged 14 points, but he only averaged eight and a half assists and .7 steals um, and 49% from the field. So I think in, almost, in pretty much every statistical category besides points, Stockton has a significant advantage up on him, where I think it is enough to put it in the top 25. However, I do see the the critique of the ranking. I do understand that. All right. So, uh, number 22. Um, I all right. Have... <laughs> That's all I got for that. What? <laughs> all right. Says, all right, cool. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> I just think it's, I just I think it's too high. 22. I just think it's too high for John Stockton. All right. Uh, it's number... acceptable. <laughs> Number 22, I have um, another Celtic player um, who, who played for multiple teams, but, um, you know, is, is I think mostly known for his years with the Celtics, and that's Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett, 
uh, someone who played 21 seasons. He played from 1996 to 2016. Um, he's a guy I think, at least when I hear stories about Kevin Garnett, it's like, oh, he's the ultimate teammate. You know, he's like, um, he has like a great mentality. You know, he's such a hard worker and he's just like an amazing teammate. And in addition to that, um, Kevin Garnett uh, won the championship with the Celtics um, in 08. And he was the centerpiece of a lot of those Timberwolves teams in the early 2000s when similar to David Robinson, and, and I was comparing these two guys, similar to David Robinson, they had a lot of great years as the primary option on their teams. Garnett with the Timberwolves, Robinson with the Spurs, when they were putting up like huge numbers, um, like Robinson put up around like 25-11, 24-11, like in his prime. Garnett was something similar to that, but they always got like bounced in like the first or second round often. But then, once they got together with some other good players, Garnett uh, goes to the Celtics with Pierce and Ray Allen, other really good players, um, and they have a really solid team. Then both of these players win a championship. Robinson has two, Garnett has one, but Robinson had Duncan. So um, obviously having Duncan helps more, I think, than Pierce and Allen. Um, in addition, they had, I think, Tony Parker with the Spurs and stuff like that. So I have Garnett ahead of Robinson and Kevin McHale um, because I think um, I think he's a better defensive player, certainly than McHale, but also I think he's a better defensive player than Robinson, even though Robinson's a phenomenal defensive player. Um, and he won, they both won Defensive Player of the Year. But KG also was very good at getting his teammates involved. He was a good facilitator, better than Robinson and McHale, I think, though it's close. And I just think ultimately, like, some of the intangibles is what puts him a little bit ahead of those two guys, um, you know, with his him being an ultimate teammate and the ultimate hard worker. So I have Kevin Garnett at twenty-two. I like the uh, the Kevin Garnett pick. I will be I will probably be saying his name in a little bit. Um, but, but Ben, we're gonna bring you back in. What do you think of these twenty-twos? Uh, Was John Stockton that wild? Um, no, I don't have a problem with John Stockton. I would have. I think he's probably borderline top twenty-five. Um, he definitely, I'd say he's definitely top thirty, but. I don't have a problem with you putting him in your top 25, even for the reasons that you said, which were kind of ridiculous. But um, I do have a problem. Tell me jerseys are not a reason to put someone in the top 25? Come on now, bro. I mean, no, I don't have a problem with that at all. I think you putting him in there because you think you play like him, which you are. <laughs> no, that is not why I you, put him in there. I would say you, you are nothing like him because he's good at basketball. There, there's one. <laughs> that's that's, a, um, good that's I, a good point. I somewhat have a problem with Kevin Garnett. At twenty two for Trevor. The second you started talking, Trevor, I was like, really? I was. You were like, you were like, oh, you said something about another Boston player, and I was like, don't say Kevin Garnett yet. I just, I think he's a top fifteen player. Okay. Um, uh, I will say, I definitely have, I have Garnett higher, but not only just higher, he's much higher. I, I think. Right. I mean, I just think he, he was such a complete player. I think. I obviously, I, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't watch the NBA a bunch when he was like on the Celtics. I really didn't start watching the NBA that much until LeBron went to Miami, but. Just from what I can remember, he was such an intense player. Defensively in his prime, I know he was fantastic. I think he's such a complete player. I would have had him probably around 15. But that's just Interesting. me. Interesting. All right. That's, that's valid. It's, it's, it's definitely valid. Um, we'll, we'll see where I place Garnett in a little bit. Um, Trevor, who do you have at 21? Well, we're moving along. All right. Number 21. So I think um, I think my 22 to 25 was kind of a little bit of a tier. And Steph Curry's a little bit of an outlier because he's still, like, in process. He's still, you know, he's still obviously completing his total, like, legacy. But I think Garnett, McHale, Robinson were all kind of in this tier. They were very similar. And 21 kind of, I think, goes to a little bit, like, a slightly higher tier. 
So number 21. I actually agree. Yeah. I agree with that. My rankings do a little, I'd say a tear up a little bit too. All right. So number 21, I have another player who also played 21 seasons, just like Kevin Garnett. Just the longevity factor here is is definitely good, um, as well as just, you know, an amazing offensive player. And that is Dirk Nowitzki. So, or Dirk Nowitzki, however you pronounce it. He played 21 seasons, 1999 to 2019, uh, recently retired, averaged about 20.7 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, 47% shooting. And Dirk Nowitzki has one title on the 2011, uh, 2011 NBA Finals, my, my uh, least favorite NBA Finals ever. I hated that Finals for obvious reasons. I'm a Heat fan, and um, I, I think that should have been our title. But nevertheless, Dirk played very well in those Finals, and he led that Mavs team to a title so you look at some of these other guys who like Garnett yes he helps lead his teams to his title but he didn't win the finals MVP he wasn't really the best player on that team uh David Robinson he wasn't the best player on the team that went to the title uh Dirk was he definitely was the best player on that Mavs team and also he led that uh, Mavs team which was a different Mavs team um in 06 to the finals where they lost to the Heat um Conversely, one of my favorite NBA Finals. But yeah, Dirk was phenomenal um, overall, um, really in the early years. And then he kind of had like this late surge in the 2011 when it seemed like maybe he was starting to um, decline. He really had a great Finals performance. And Dirk, there's just a lot of different Finals performances or and just playoff performances in general where he's just putting up huge numbers. Um, and I think he's, uh, because of that, I think he's better than the other guys that I've talked about. So, yeah, Dirk Nowitzki is my 21st ranked player. So, I, I have a couple issues with that. I think, again, you are too low on a player. Dirk, I think, mm. is, is better than even what you described him at. Um, I think there's so many dominant times that he had, um, and just statistically all of his accolades, I would move him up a little bit. So, I'll probably be saying his name in a little bit, too. My 21 um, is a player who did not win any NBA championships, um, but is, I think, historically regarded as just this Hall of Fame great player, fantastic power forward who is super, super dominant. I have Charles Barkley. Um, he's averaged 21, 22 points in his career, almost 12 rebounds. He had uh, an MVP. He was an 11-time All-Star, 11-time All-NBA. And I just think he was such a menace down low where it's it's so hard for me not to put him in there. And I, I even debate about putting him in the top 20, but I think he needed to win a championship or two. Um just, just a little bit better um, in that in that statistical category to move him up a, a little bit more. Um, but overall, he, he was just a machine um, hmm. with double-doubles um, and rebounds and points. So I have Charles Barkley here. Wow. Yeah, I think that's low for Charles. I, I think Charles is phenomenal. Yeah, he didn't win a title, but um, I think he's definitely in the uh, contention for maybe being the best player that never won a title. There's a few other guys too, but... Charles was phenomenal statistically, and I'll talk about him later. Um, but I, I just think he was phenomenal. He had some um, some great performances, some great seasons. Just what he can do with his size, it didn't really make sense. But I'll talk about him later. I, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Ben, what, what, what are you thinking about this with uh, Barkley and uh, Nowitzki? I have no problem with either of them. Either of them. I completely agree with both of you that, like, now that you were going a little bit higher, I, I think both these players are in a, a higher tier than the players that we've previously talked about. Yes. So I, I have no problem. I completely agree. I mean, I, I think they're both roughly around the same part on the list, so I have no complaints. 
So right. as I move to twentieth, okay, um, I am actually gonna bring a player along that you already mentioned. Um, it was an overshadowed player. I said I didn't have him on my list. I lied. I do have him on my list at twenty, and that is David Robinson. Oh. I'm not gonna go into the, the reasons because I think you've said a lot of good reasons. I mean, the rookie year, rookie of the year winner. Um, he won an MVP, two-time NBA champion, ten-time All-Star, ten-time All-NBA. Um, a shot almost fifty-two percent from the field. Uh, I know he was overshadowed by Duncan at a point in time, um, but overall, I, I, Robinson's such a fabulous player, so I, I'm going to have him at 20. All right. Yeah, I mean, David Robinson's definitely a, an amazing player. You know, and, and when I look at those lists, because as you mentioned, Ben, earlier, some of them had him really high, but also I saw some of them that had him really low. Like, he's a, um, I don't know, maybe he's a polarizing player, because, like, some lists have him, like, in the 30s, and then some have him, like, top 15, so it's... It's really interesting. I don't really know why that is, but um, he's definitely a phenomenal player. All right, so who's next? Is it is it my turn? Oh, yeah, obviously it's yep, my 20, turn. 20. Yeah, 20. Mm-hmm. All right, so number 20. And as we progress further, it seems like you might not have it on your list, and that's very unfortunate because this is my favorite player ever. Uh, my favorite athlete yeah, ever. He's not on my list. And that is he's not on my list. Dwayne Wade, number twenty, uh, for the Miami Heat. He played sixteen years, two thousand four to twenty nineteen. Career averages twenty two uh, f- points, five point four assists, four point seven rebounds, forty eight percent from the field. And Dwayne Wade is I, I as a younger kid grew to love him playing with Shaq and those Heat teams when he just. Um, his athleticism when he came in the league kind of right away just played with this like fearless uh you know kind of tenacity just drives to the basket and you know puts himself at risk for injury and and you know some of those things later in his career um kind of hindered his longevity but just the fearlessness that he played with attacking the basket getting to the free throw line and just being a phenomenal teammate one of the most unselfish players ever, you know, letting LeBron come and kind of take over the top spot with the Miami Heat in the early 2010s. Um, obviously, one of the best finals performances in 2006 when he averaged 30, basically 35 points per game, just phenomenal, winning four straight games against the Mavericks. And he would have had a second finals MVP in 2011 if a few things go a different way. Maybe LeBron plays a little bit better and shows up a little more and some of those games. Then Dwayne Wade has a second finals MVP and a fourth championship. So Dwayne Wade is who I have at number 20. Yeah, no, not not crazy about Dwayne Wade at 20. Um, I don't have him on my list at all. I, I've, I've said on this podcast multiple times I don't think he's a top 25 player. While Dwayne Wade is an amazing player, he's just not top 25. So, so all right, I have a question. A- explain to me how John Stockton is better than Dwayne Wade. He, again, I, I weigh this heavily on statistics. So Dwayne Wade, in no statistical category, has like these like amazing statistics. While John Stockton is has some of the best assists and steal numbers ever. If he's not, I think he is number one on both of those. So I, I heavily weighed in statistics, and Dwayne Wade just does not have any crazy statistics. Again, you're leveraging Finals MVPs, which I almost care none about. Um, I don't think those matter quite as much at all. Two of Dwayne Wade's championships, he wasn't the best player on the team. While he was still a great player, I'm not saying he isn't great. I, I just don't think he's top 25. I'd say he's top 30. Maybe maybe top 35, but probably top 30. Well, Dwayne Wade averaged, if we just if we just take into account and add up the points, rebounds, assists over their career, 
Dwayne Wade with like 22, five and five averages, basically um, that accounts up to about 32 overall. When you account those three stats and John Stockton only averaged 13 points per game. Yeah. Assists 10.5, but overall that average is only about 25, 26, about 26. And he wasn't a rebounder. And well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's part. And Dwayne Wade's obviously a better defensive player too, I believe. And steals, they were both great at steals. John Stockton was good. Was a two-time steals champion. Dwayne Wade also great defensive player and a good good at stealing the ball. Also great shot blocking guard. Um, so it's interesting. But I just think you know Dwayne Wade. He was the best player on teams that either won the finals or they went far. John Stockton, second best player, team that never won the title. I I understand the critique. I mean, it's not like Stockton's super duper high on my list. Um, I just think that just those. The statistical accolades that he has um, are just a lot better than Dwayne Wade's, so that that was a big thing that weighed heavily on me. Um, additionally, I, as much as I, I, you know, I like Dwayne Wade, I like the guy that he is. Um, you know, it's not like he had like any super duper amazing seasons where he was like MV, MVP type caliber player in any of those seasons. Not that Stockton did either necessarily. Two thousand nine. Um, but at, at the same time, I, I just think the the assist and steal numbers that Stockton had, no one's. No one's going to really compare those as uh, steel numbers really ever, I think. Um, so for that reason, I put him in the top 25. All right. But let's move on. Trevor, who do you have at 19? All right. So 19, I have a player who it was very hard to rank because he's an older player. And he actually had some of his um, some of his career was actually in the ABA. So... Uh, I believe like five or six seasons were in the ABA, and then the rest of his career was in the NBA, and that is Dr. J. Julius Irving. That's who I have number 19. He played 16 seasons combined between the ABA and NBA. So, you know, it's 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 hard to compare that, um, but he does have career averages of 24 points, four assists, and 8.5 rebounds on almost 51% shooting. So really good statistics. Um, he also won a title with the 76ers in the NBA in which he was a uh, big performer along with Moses Malone. They were both very huge in um, that championship. So yeah, Julius Irving's uh, who I have here. It's really tough, um, obviously, to compare him to different players, but that's who I have at 19. Yeah, this is another guy I think you have low. Dr. J is uh, a fabulous player, and I think you have him a little bit low. Um, so here, here's where I talked about earlier about you know, current players where I think they're going to go, they're going to be better than what they are. And I, I have Kevin Durant at 19. I, I think this was a really difficult one where to place Kevin Durant because on some lists I've seen him as high as like 6, 7, 8. Some lists I've seen him as low as 30. So it's I think it's such a difficult player to rank because I think he's going to end up being in the top 10. Um, you know, definitely I think he'll be like a top, you know, 13 player. But I think... It's, it's tough for me to put him there right now because I think his career isn't complete, um, especially with the two championships he's won in Golden State. I'd love to see him win one in Brooklyn, and I think that really cements him as this, this great, great player. Um, and already he is a fabulous player. Um, he's averaged 50% from the field, almost uh, over 38% from three-point. Um, Ten-time All-Star, he won an MVP. Eight-time All-NBA, and of course the two championships. Um, so, I don't know. It's, it's really tough where to put Kevin Durant, but I decided to put him at 19. Um, hmm. Ben, let's 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 bring you. Well, first, Trevor, what are your what are your thoughts on Kevin Durant at nineteen? Uh, yeah, I was I was very curious to see where you would put Kevin Durant. Um, I think this is low. I I have him 
a decent amount higher um, because I think he's phenomenal, and I'll talk about him later as well, just like Charles Barkley. But I just think his statistics are better than so many of these players um, that we're going to talk about. You know, or yeah, and he's played less years, so it's tough to kind of compare that and see where you're going to put him because, like Steph Curry, he's only played like ten or eleven seasons, so it's it's tough. But his statistics are so great, and he's been so efficient. And in the playoffs, his statistics are also phenomenal in the finals. I mean, he has some of the best finals performances in the history of the NBA. So, yeah. yeah. I, he, he's really, I think Durant will end up being much higher. It's just, it's so difficult where to rank these current players. Right. Although I think that is my second to last current player, if, I, if I'm reading mine correctly. Um, but again, it was, it was very tough um, where to put him. Uh, ben, we're bringing you back in. What, what do you think so far? I don't have I don't have any problems. I'm not surprised that you didn't have Dwayne Wade in your top 25, Brandon, just because I know you're not super high on him. I would have put him in my, in my top 25. Probably definitely not as high as Trevor, but I definitely would have put him probably around 22 or 23. Um, the Kevin Durant thing's hard because it's kind of like what we talked about with Steph Curry, where he's got hopefully a decent amount of his career left, maybe a three or four more like good, really good years. So it's kind of hard. You don't really know where he's going to end up. I think he has he definitely has a higher ceiling than Steph Curry does. I think. He could definitely yes, end up being better than Steph Curry just because I think he's a better all-around player than Steph Curry. Um, yeah. But he, he has a real chance to be in the top yes. 10. I think Steph's is definitely I agree. A, a, he's on the outside looking in. But for the moment, I, I don't really have a problem with him where, he, like where you guys have him just because I think um, he's only done so much with his career. I think he definitely has potential to do a lot more in the future. Of course. Good analyst, Ben. I, I like that. Okay, so I think... Is it is it my turn or do you have 19? Um, I think that... I have 19, I believe. Or wait. I don't know. Honestly, I lost track. Well, because I went... Because you went 20. You had 21. Then you went 20. Then I went 20. I think it's yours. Then 19. I think it's yeah, yours. Yeah, so I think we're at yeah, 18. I think, I think we're down to 18. Yep. Who was your 19? Just so we don't forget. My 19 was Dr. J. Okay, yeah, yeah. We did 19. Yep. Okay, okay. So I, I'm on 18. Yep. Um, 18, I have a guy that you have already said um, that I just thought you put too low. Um, and that is Kevin Garnett. Uh, for a lot of the reasons that Ben talked about too, where he was such a great and complete player, um, he was not this super duper amazing, amazing scorer. Um, but his longevity in the NBA, those Celtics teams were so great. Where, I, in my opinion, he was the best player on those teams. Um, he has an MVP under his belt, fifteen-time All-Star, nine-time All-NBA. Uh, he was a great defensive player. He got a lot of steals, a lot of blocks. I just think collectively, he was such a complete player where I really believe you ranked him too low. And even 18 might have been a little bit low, but I'll still stick with it. Um, and I have Kevin Durant at 18 for all the reasons that you stated, plus some of the ones Ben did. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Garnett, I mean, there's definitely an argument to be made. I mean, I think that just when I look at players I have ahead of them, you know, having just a lot of significant playoff performances where they're like convincingly, like they are the best player on this team that's leading them to a title or even just leading them far um, maybe the conference finals, just stuff like that. Um, and Kevin Garnett didn't quite have uh, some of that stuff, but I mean, I you know, I don't hate it. I mean, Kevin Garnett's phenomenal. Great player, great great player. Trevor, who do you have at eighteen? All right, so at uh, number eighteen, this is the first of I think like three or four or maybe five players from like the sixties and seventies. Then I'm gonna talk about where there's not quite as many stats. And not quite as much um, like like film on YouTube or like highlights that I can kind of watch. 
Um, and I actually did watch a couple like old games that was really, um, or at least like parts of old games, and that was really interesting. Um, but number 18, I have Elgin Baylor. So Elgin Baylor uh, played 14 years in the league from 1959 to 1972. His career averages are, are very good, 27 points per game, 27.4, and 13.5 rebounds, 4.3 assists. So statistically, um, just off the charts, better than uh, everyone, everyone that I have talked about so far, and pretty um, by a wide margin, I think, as well. Um, when I And I also had this rankings, like I was making this Excel sheet, and I took into account like the main offensive stats per game, that's what I called it, and I just added points, assists, rebounds. And Elgin Baylor's career statistics of those three added up to 45.2. So a 45.2 main offensive stats per game. I think out of the players I've talked about so far, second was um, Dr. J, who I just mentioned last, but he at 36.9. But Elgin Baylor, fantastic stats. He was a little inefficient, shot 43%. So that kind of maybe balances out a little bit more. But he had just some phenomenal statistic performances. Again, it's hard to con- uh kind of compare him to other guys. Um, He won one title with the Lakers in, I believe, 19... um, Or no, actually, he didn't. He didn't. He retired before they won that 72 championship. So he has not won an NBA championship, but Elgin Baylor, phenomenal statistic player. It's it's, it's definitely a good add. It's someone I don't have on my list. I probably missed out on having him um, on my list. Um, Someone that just seeped through the cracks. Ben, what are you thinking about that? I don't have a huge problem with it. I think, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I really don't know anything about him. I know a little bit about him, but like Trevor said, it's kind of hard to do a lot of research on him other than what people that have seen him say about him. And this is really like, this is really one of the first ones where you're comparing two completely different eras from like now to then. Right. So this is this is a really hard one, especially with players like him, and I'm sure we'll get into Bill Russell maybe next episode or maybe this one. I don't know what you guys think, but it's so hard because the game was so different than it is today. So even looking at stats, you kind of have to put a little asterisk next to some of them because maybe their shooting's not as efficient or maybe they don't take as many shots or score as many points because they didn't score as much because there wasn't a shot clock, stuff like that. So it's so hard. I, I mean, I think he's definitely a top 25 player. Where in the top 25, that's totally an opinionated question, and I don't really have an argument for where Trevor put him just because it's so hard. It's, this, is, this is where the list is getting so difficult because all these players are so good that you're really you're 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 being so slim in your like differentiation between the players that um really like I don't have a problem with it at all. I can't hate on it. Yeah. Yeah, this is the, these players that are coming up here like from basically Durant on until basically like 14. I had these guys were all so close. It's so interchangeable, I think some of these guys here. Yeah, Ben, I think you actually brought up a great point cuz this is a thing I was having a really hard time with. It's like you'll have people, particularly like people that are our age or younger, who will kind of uh, disrespect older eras and they'll say things like, well, you know, um, the older players, like they played a lot less and like they're playing, like one of the criticisms is like, oh, they're playing against short white guys. Like, oh, Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, they're playing against short white guys. And these are guys that, you know, they work part-time jobs in the summer and just all these different um, critiques you hear about some of these older eras, and I think it's pretty unfair. I think that it's hard. Obviously, a lot of the advantages of the new age that we have, like uh, modern medicine and, like, the film technology, just being able to have, like, other players to look at and learn from, um, which has made the game so complex now, 
but I think it's unfair to say, well, like, because he played in the 60s and the competition wasn't as good that his numbers aren't valid because Elgin Baylor actually did have a season where he averaged 35 points and 20 rebounds, which is insane. But, you know, people will try to disrespect that and say, well, oh, the competition's horrible. But I just think that's unfair. So I try right. to take that into account and be and, objective about it. And actually, I have something to say on just on just what you just said. But, like, the one thing that I think of is, yeah, there's a lot of differences between then and now in the style and, like you said, the medicine. But the one thing that's in common is no matter whether it's today or 50 years ago is these players, they're, they're still playing against the best players in the world. Yeah, the quality of play might not be as high as it is now, but Elgin Bayer is still playing against the best players that the world has to offer. So the fact that he's putting up these numbers against the best players in the world is still impressive. I'm not, yeah. you can't knock him. Even you can't knock, yeah, even, you can't knock that at all. Right. That's, that's a great way to think of it. So Trevor, we moved to 17. Who do you have at 17? All right. So number 17, um, I just talked about one of his teammates, um, and Dr. J. So number 17, I have Moses Malone. Moses Malone played 21 seasons in the NBA from 1975 to 1995. He averaged like a 20 and 12 career, um, about 50% shooting. And he had some really, um, just like in that, that championship season with the 76ers, um, he was really dominant. I mean, he was pretty much like a walking double-double. And actually that 76ers team, which had Dr. J and Moses Malone, that was a phenomenal t- team. They actually swept the Lakers that year um, in 83, and he was the finals MVP that year. Um, he's also won three regular season MVPs. You know, So Moses Malone, a really great player, um, maybe a little underrated at least. For, I, I, I never really hear a lot about Moses Malone, um, and he's, I think he was just a phenomenal player. Yeah, no, I agree. I have him similarly ranked, but not quite yet. 17, I have Dirk Nowitzki. Um, I'm not going to go into a ton. You've already talked about him. I think there's just so many great things Dirk has done, especially with like kind of the, the revitalization at the end of his career. Maybe not like completely at the end of his career, but towards the end of his career um, in the early 2010s um, where people thought he was kind of go, going on that downturn, um, but he really didn't, you know, winning over the Heat and LeBron, which was sad for me too because of how big of a LeBron fan I am. Um, but overall, Dirk is, was just such a fabulous player. 14 All-Stars, 12 All-NBAs, won a championship, and won an MVP. I think he he just had a very successful career overall, and I think it, it's it's you ranked him too low, I believe. Ben, do you agree with me? Was 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 that too low, or am I too high? I don't have a, I don't have a problem with it. I I think you guys both gave good points. I think it's fair. So I mean, it is what it is. I probably would have had him a little bit higher, but I can't I can't hate on it. Who Dirk? You would have had uh, Dirk higher. Yeah, I probably would have had him a little bit higher. Okay. Higher than me or just, just higher than Trevor? Higher than you, I think I would have had him. Oh, wow. Not not like – I'm not going to say like a whole bu- like a whole lot higher, but I think I probably would have had him around 15 maybe. All right. Mm-hmm. So the next two guys that I have are very, very close. Um, but you know, I had to put one ahead of the other. The next one I had at 16 was Moses Malone. Um, and again, for a lot of the same reasons you said, we had him really ranked pretty closely. This was another hard one to do. I, I, I had a, a tough time um, figuring out where uh, to put Moses Malone. I, again, like I said, there's a lot of these guys that are very, very close in my opinion. Moses Malone is one of those. Uh, he had three MVP awards, which is a big, big thing. Uh, 13 All-Stars, eight All-NBAs, and an NBA championship. You know, Again, for all the reasons, I'm not going to go into like you just talked about him, so I'm not going to go a ton into it. Um, but most Malone was just such a fabulous player. He definitely was going to be on my list, uh, definitely in the top 20. 
All right. Yeah. So, um, am I next now with my... Yep, 16. All right. 16. So, you and most won 16. So, now my 16 is uh, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley played 16 years in NBA, 85 to 2000. Um, uh, career average is 22, about 22 and 12. 54% shooting, so he's a very efficient player. Did not win a title. Um, however, he had to go through, you know, the Bulls. He unfortunately he had to deal with being in the same era as MJ and kind of being rivals somewhat with them. You know, they made the '93 Finals with the Suns um, that season, and he really had a phenomenal season uh, that year with Phoenix. And Charles Barkley, again, like I was talking about, like it doesn't really make sense. Um, like some of the things he could do, he was pretty decent at distributing. Um, one of the greatest rebounders, I think, in NBA history. I mean, one of his nicknames is the Round Mound of Rebound. And it was also weird how he could run up the floor and just like in, you know, fast breaks and, and finish, you know, and stuff like that. So Charles Barkley, um, also very entertaining, as we know, phenomenal on TNT now. So Charles Barkley is who I have here at uh, 16 in that finals against uh, the Bulls in 93 he averaged 27 and 13 on 48 percent shooting so they didn't beat the Bulls that year they lost in six but mm -hmm. they came pretty close um, so it was interesting that's a that's definitely a good take so who do you have at 15 all right number 15 another older player another player that played in the 60s and that is Jerry West Jerry West Played 14 seasons, 1961 to 1974. Uh, career averages 27 points, 6.7 assists, 5.8 rebounds, and about 47% shooting. So Jerry West, he's the only player in NBA history to to win the MB, to win the Finals MVP on a losing team. Um, I think there's definitely good argument to be made that LeBron also should have uh, been able to do that as well. But Jerry West is the only one. He was phenomenal actually in that losing series in 1969. And I actually found, like, the I think it was the fourth quarter on YouTube. If you search up 1969 Finals Game 7, there's, like, a fourth quarter you can watch. And it was really interesting because I had never watched a game from, like, from that old. And Jerry West was the best player on the court pretty easily. And, yeah, Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, they were both older, obviously. They were both in their 30s. And I think Jerry West might have been – well, he was older too, but – that was really when he was at his best, and he was phenomenal. I think in that finals, he averaged like 38 points per game, 7 and 5. So he was phenomenal. And even though the Lakers lost in that game 7, which they only lost by 2 points, but yeah, Jerry West is a phenomenal player. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree for sure. I, I will have Jerry West at a point in time here, but not quite yet. My 15 is Carl Malone, the mailman. Um, I'm guessing you have him higher. Um, I would I cannot imagine a place where you do not have him in your top 25. Carvalone is just uh, another one of those guys who is just so, so dominant. Just year in and year out. 14 All-Star appearances, 14 All-NBAs, 2 MVP awards. I would say him or Charles Barkley are the greatest players to never win an NBA championship. Average almost 52% from the field. 25 points, 10 rebounds, almost 4 assists, and a steal and a half a game with almost 1 block. I, I just... I don't know. He's he's one of the best of all time, um, and that's why I put him at uh, fifteen. Yeah, great. So great pick. So Ben, we're kind of at not a halfway point. We're actually almost done with this this episode here. Um, what do you think of everyone's rankings collectively so far? I mean, obviously, Trevor's are better than yours. That's that's no question. 
Um, seriously, no, I think you guys, honestly, Brandon, I'm impressed because I know Trevor did a lot more research than you, but you seem to, uh, you seem to know your stuff on your, uh, your picks. I, I don't have a problem with either of yours. I think Kevin Garnett was too, uh, Trevor didn't value Kevin Garnett high enough on his no, I list. I agree. Garnett was great. But other than that, I, other than amazing. that, I really, there's, I have no problems with either of your lists. I'm glad that you both have Jerry West in your top 15. I think he's definitely a top 15 player of all time, so. Yeah, no, Jerry West is great. Um. Any 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 words you want to say, Trevor? Before um, I move on to what are we at? Fourteen. Before I give my fourteen. Yeah. Um, no, I think I'll save him because I I do have Carl Malone. Um, I haven't I haven't talked about him yet, and he is in my top twenty five, obviously. So I'll, I'll talk about him when when I get them. Perfect. So for number fourteen, um, I'm stating another player that you already stated already, and that's Dr. J. Uh, Julius Irving. Uh, just another great player. Uh, again, I won't go into a ton of detail. You already said this, but he won four MVP awards. He has an NBA championship, 16 All-Stars uh, games, seven All-NBAs, 24 points per game, eight rebounds. This man was an animal across all statistical categories, 4.2 assists, two steals, and almost uh, a block and a half, or over a block and a half a game um, in 1,200 games. This man was just so impressive, obviously. Um, played against some good talent um, then. Um, but overall, I, I think he's the greatest 76er to ever play, um, and he will definitely go down as one of the best. I think he, you ranked him, again, just a little bit low. He's definitely a top 15 player in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely reasonable. Dr. J was phenomenal. I mean, we know him, I think, maybe first and foremost for his dunks and some of those dunk contests going against MJ. You know, he's a phenomenal athlete, so I don't have a problem with this selection. So who do you have at 14, then? All right, at number 14, I have Karl Malone, one spot higher than you do. So Karl Malone played 19 years in the NBA, 86 to 2004. Uh, I think, as you mentioned, career average is 25 and 10, 52% shooting. So he was an efficient player, and he put up some huge numbers. I mean, 25 and 10 for your career, and he played 19 seasons. So like even like those later seasons, um, when he wasn't, when he was older, didn't drag him down too much, and he still averaged 25 and 10. So I think that's really impressive from Carl Malone, um, just very good statistically, and he was so consistent as well. Now, he didn't win a title, but he came very close with those Utah Jazz teams, uh, ran into MJ, and came up just short, but just some phenomenal performances. Um, at one point, he averaged 31-11 and 11 on 56% shooting in 1990, um, playing all 82 games. So, yeah, he just has – I mean, the longevity with Carl Malone – is just pretty insane. I mean, it looks like he averaged he averaged at least I think 25 points per game from 1988 all the way until 2000. So, that's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Yeah, Carl Malone is great. I, we've we've had a couple uh close ones here. Again, like I said, my like 19 to basically my 13, which I'll say after you say your 13th, um is all it's so close to me. Um, and they're all, you know, fabulous players. All right, yeah. So my number 13, another older player, and that is Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson played 14 seasons in the NBA, 1961 to 1974, just like Jerry West. So naturally, I really tried to compare Oscar Robertson and Jerry West. I have Oscar at 13, West at 15. And statistically, Oscar Robertson averaged about 26, almost 26, 10, and 8 and shot about 48.5% shooting. So when you compare Oscar and Jerry West, um, I think Oscar has better statistics overall 
with his career, with the main offensive stats per game that I kind of used. His number is at 42.7. Jerry West's is at 39.5. He's also slightly more efficient. Um, and they each have one championship. So it, it was really close, but ultimately I thought Oscar was better um, statistically, and he was better at getting his teammates involved. And I think he was a slightly better player than Jerry West, though it's very close, and you can probably make an, a good argument for Jerry West as well. Yeah, no, that, that's good analyst. I Again, I think you have someone too low. I think Oscar Robertson's a little bit too low. But my 13, I have Jerry West. Um, again, I'm not going to go into a ton of details. You literally already described it, so I, I won't have to bore everyone with all the same stats um, and stuff again. But just such a fabulous player. Um, he averaged over 20 points a game or excuse me, just under 20 points a game in his rookie year, which is just insane. Uh, 14 All-Star games, 12 All-NBAs, an NBA championship. Played in under 1,000 games, too, and still uh, put up these amazing stats at 27 points per game. I, I'm very impressed with Jerry West. Uh, I'm surprised um, that I'm still kind of baffled you had Oscar Robinson where you had him at 13. Um, but, you know, we, we move on. So, Ben, we'll bring you back in. Um, I like hearing I like hearing your analysts here. What, what do you think about these last couple picks? I was so intrigued to see which one of you guys would uh, have like lowest on your list or least valued on your list, who I think is a top 10 player. And I think Oscar Robertson's a top 10 player. Obviously, my bias is shown a little bit. I love Oscar Robertson. I mean, he went to Cincinnati. He played for the Cincinnati Royals. He still lives in Cincinnati. So I think he's a top 10 player of all time. I was so interested to, to see where you guys would put him. I figured he'd probably be the first one that I value as a top 10 player to be revealed on your guys' list just because I know he's probably right around 10, 11, 12, 13 range anyway. Um, but, like, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to argue with Trevor on this one just because, one, he know, he probably knows more about Oscar Robertson than I do, and two, I think he's right around that category anyway. I mean, obviously, he's one of the most popular players of all time. Um, I mean, I, I don't I don't hate it at all. I have no problem with it. I would have had him higher, but that's just me. I, I love him, so. I agree with you, Ben. I have him higher. Maybe I'll have him in my top ten. We'll see. We got two more picks here, um, so I will go with my 12th pick here. I believe it's my turn, right, Trevor? I think it is. Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, so this is a person where, again, this is one of the hardest people to rank. I just had a rough time doing it, um, but I'm going to put Bill Russell. Um, Bill Russell won 11 NBA championships, which is just absolutely insane, played in the 50s and 60s. Um, obviously, he didn't score like an enormous amount of points. He only averaged 15 a game, but he won five MVPs, 12 All-Star appearances, 11 All-NBAs, uh, and he averaged a couple rebounds, wouldn't you guys say? <laughs> yeah, just a definitely. few. Uh, he averaged 22.5 rebounds per game, so obviously the level of competition compared to today wasn't as high, but like Ben said earlier, he made a very, very, very great point that we should never forget. That was the top competition at the time um, that he was playing against, so I, I think he'll go down as one of the best Celtics ever, um, and I have him at 12. So I only got one more after this um, before we stop uh, this episode. So, Trevor, who do you have at number 12? Uh, interesting. So I'll talk about Bill Russell a little bit more in our next podcast. Um, I think it's too low for him. But, again, it's it's so hard with these older players. So I don't I don't have too big of a problem with it. It's hard to really argue when I you know only saw, like, one quarter of Bill Russell ever playing. So it's hard to do that. Um, yeah. So number 12 – and this is going to be polarizing, okay? Because oh I think certain players, okay, we really love, right? And certain yeah. players have a lot of fans, and I think sometimes I think I biases. I think sometimes biases get in the way, and though we love someone, we we tend to overrate them a little bit. 
and that happens. I think I know who it's. I think I know who it is. And number twelve, I have Kobe Bryant. Yep, that's who I figured. That's who I yep. thought I'd be. I think you're so, insane. So keep talking. Okay, talk so here stuff. it is. Because I'm a huge Kobe Bryant fan. He's my second uh, favorite player ever. Okay, he's played, and, and, and people love him. Some people think he's number one, which I think is absolutely insane. I don't understand that. That is insane. Um, that, that's because everyone should crazy. think. Hold on, I got. I got to go off here. Okay. So, there's one player who is by far the best player of all time. And it should be only him, you can, but go on. You can, yeah, you could save that for the next one. But so Kobe Bryant, he's loved by so many people because of his mentality and um, his work ethic, you know, his tenacity on the basketball court, and just the mentality. And that's why he's so great. That's why I love him so much. And that contributes to why he's such a great basketball player. It absolutely does. And, you know, Kobe's phenomenal. He's had some great performances um in great games and he just makes some of these impossible shots where you just shake your head and go like I, how did he just make that and it's ridiculous and he's the for me when i talk when i think about like most like impossible shots that this guy could just make like over you know two defenders double clutch just some insane stuff and and i love watching those highlights of him and i do often but anyway kobe bryant he's played 20 seasons um, career average is 25 points per game, 4.7 assists, 5.2 rebounds on 45% shooting. So Kobe Bryant is not very, is not the most efficient player, 45% shooting. Um, his overall main offensive stat, stats per game when I, when I take the points, assists, rebounds is 34.9. So it's actually lower than a lot of players. It's lower than any player I had, I have ahead of him in the top 11. And it's also lower than at least six or seven guys that I have below him. Now, Kobe Bryant has won five rings, but three of those, he was the second best player on his team. Shaq was clearly the most dominant player um, on those teams. Um, he had some phenomenal finals performances, and Kobe was still young, so I'm not, I'm not trying to make it as a knock at Kobe, but in those three performances, those three finals, he was not the best player on his team. Shaq was. But then... Um, he had the second run with those Lakers teams in 09 and 2010, wins two finals MVPs there, and has some really good performances. Not the most efficient, but still puts up some huge numbers um, in those finals, um, and he really just does a great job. Now he gets Pau Gasol, he gets a great teammate in Pau Gasol to help him get those two championships, which is a solid secondary star. But nevertheless, Kobe Bryant was the leader of those teams, and he led them to those two championships. So it's phenomenal there. But I just think Kobe Bryant is a little overrated when you have to you have to be unbiased here. As much as we love Kobe Bryant, as much as I love Kobe Bryant, and I have to acknowledge that I think there are eleven players that are better than him. So. I think you're insane, just to start off. Kobe, in my opinion, is definitely a top 10 player of all time. Um, I think the the efficiency knock is something that I would use a lot. Um, not not on him particularly, I'm just saying just in general, I would say similar stuff about him. Uh, or not about him, excuse me, just about like players in general. I, I use the efficiency stuff a lot. But I, I would like to look at the fact that he played till he was 37, and a lot of those you know last couple of years um, were, you know, weren't, amazing you know his second last year he averaged 22 but there was a clear decline and especially he became less efficient and took he was still taking a lot of shots and obviously kobe is more of a shooter where you're like putting together the assists rebounds and points that doesn't that doesn't matter to me at all that i don't i don't know how much that has anything to do with anything i understand it's just you're just adding three stats together i think kobe was transcendent in the way that he was able to do things and 
uh, obviously he had the five championships, and Shaq was a great player on that team. But, I mean, every player ever has had help. I mean, it's not, there's very few players ever to go to the NBA championship with no help. However, I can think of one who is the number one player of all time who did do it with one of the worst teams I've ever seen in my life. But that's besides the fact. Kobe has done so many things. Um, and the thing is, I'm not even, like, this enormous Kobe Bryant fan. You're not. I like You're Kobe not. a lot. Yeah, I'm not this enormous Kobe Bryant fan at all. But in no way do I think he should be outside of the top ten, winning those five championships, being as great as he was. Yes, he is not this super-duper efficient shooter, but if you need someone just to look at the eye test, he would be well up there just on the eye test of looking how great he was and how long um, it was where he was so great. Another thing about Kobe is it's not like, you know, a lot of these guys were, you know, projected to be these amazing players. Kobe Bryant was drafted, what, like 13th or something? Yeah. It's not like he was supposed to be this amazing, amazing, amazing player coming out of high school. Um, I mean, he was supposed to be good. I don't think anyone thought he would be bad. But um, another thing that is super overshadowed is his his defensive ability. He was on an all-defensive team 12 times. Um, he averaged 1.4 assists per game. I, I, I just think this is way too low for someone who is as good on both ends of the court like Kobe Bryant. So for that, I think it is insane. But for number 12, okay, I have a, uh, I think, or uh, did I already do 12? Yeah, I already did 12. Who, who was your 12? Because I was writing down your rankings. It was Bill Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Bill right, Russell. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So you actually have 11. You're on 11, then I, I have the last one. Okay, okay. So, um, this is interesting. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Kobe after I say my 11, too, because I, I compared them a lot, and I had a lot of trouble um, with saying with distinguishing who was actually going to be higher in my rankings. Um, because I, I get your points like about Kobe's defensive abilities. He's a phenomenal defensive player, and uh, you accidentally said 1.4 assists. I know you meant steals. I'm just going to clarify that for the viewers. Steals. So I'm sure yes, they, thank you. I'm sure they understood that. But yeah, 1.5, 1.4 steals. He was phenomenal on ball defender for sure. I just think like when you, when I think about players that, and he's so confident. That's another thing. Like he's the supreme confidence. You know, similar to MJ, but the difference between him and MJ, I think, is that MJ was very efficient with making these. Um, like mid-range and threes, well, not really threes as much, but mid-range jumpers, he was much more efficient than Kobe was, where Kobe, he was so confident in his abilities that he would just start chucking up, again, I say the impossible shots, he would chuck up a lot of shots, and a lot of them resulted in misses more than makes, even in his prime when he was at his best. He still was pretty inefficient. But, but nevertheless, number 11, I have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, I have number 11. So... I know, and I, I actually um, talked to a couple other people about, I, well, I, I told one person that I had Kevin Durant, I had a Kobe, and um, he, he thought it was ridiculous, but... Um, it is. <laughs> at least at this but, point it is, I'd like to say. But, and, and the longevity is something that I really considered, and I was like, wait, is it too early to do this? And ultimately, I didn't think it was. Now, Kevin Durant, um, when you compare him to Kobe... Kevin Durant um, has played in 11 seasons now. His career averages are 27 points, 7.1 rebounds, 4 assists on 49% shooting. So Kevin Durant and these main offensive stats per game that that I've been obviously leaning on, Kevin Durant's number is 38.2, Kobe's is 34.9, and Kevin Durant's more efficient. Now, when you look at 
some of the different playoff performances in addition to that. Well, well, first I'll talk about defense because defense, I think Kobe is slightly better, but it's really close. And I think Kevin Durant's defense is actually really underrated um, because— I agree. He, he is a good defender. Yes, because of his length. You know, this guy is 6'10", 6'11", huge wingspan that Kobe didn't have. You know, Durant just naturally has these physical gifts that Kobe doesn't have. So that makes it a lot closer. Now, Kobe just gives this insane effort in his work ethic, made him a really great on-ball defender. But Kevin Durant was a better shot blocker. He was also a really good on-ball defender for um, bigger guys, obviously. Kobe, obviously, would be better at guarding, like, point guards and shooting guards. So I think it's really close. Kobe, I give a slight edge defensively. But offensively, I think Kevin Durant is pretty easily, actually, the better offensive player. Because he's a better um, scorer at all three levels. Three-point shooting, mid-range shooting, and driving to the basket. All three levels, Kevin Durant is a better scorer than Kobe Bryant. Now, facilitating, they're both... I mean, they're both decent facilitators. They're not known for that, but they're both decent. So it kind of balances out there. And then rebounding, again, Kevin Durant, physical gifts. He's taller. You know, he's, he's more physical. So he's a better rebounder as well. He's more efficient. When you look at rings, yes, Kevin Durant has less. However, Kobe Bryant had Shaq, again. So, and, and yeah, Kevin Durant had Steph Curry, and he had some other good teams as well. But when I talk about, now when I go back to, like, these players that chuck up shots, and this is where I want to give you credit, Brandon, because although I'm sure you think Russell Westbrook's an amazing player, you would always tell me that I overrated Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, yes. another player who is... I think very similar to Kobe in his mentality, his work ethic, and his relentlessness, and that's why I love both of them. But I think I got a little biased towards Russell Westbrook when we would talk about those things. And actually, when I went back and watched some of these old Thunder games, I see that Westbrook is chucking up too many shots. He's inefficient. When he should just be getting the ball to Kevin Durant, and um, you even had like commentators like Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson saying that, and. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think Russell another Westbrook thing, may have cost Durant a title with the Thunder. He may have. Another thing about Westbrook and Kobe, where you're comparing them, Kobe's a winner while Westbrook is not. Westbrook's teams have historically just not been good unless he had Durant on his team. You see him being the man yeah, on his yeah, team now with the Thunder, like a sixth seed in the playoffs. It's not like no, yeah. Westbrook could win the MVP and they're the sixth seed. I mean, that's insane to me. No, yeah, when you look you're at right. Harden, well, Harden is very deserving of the MVP well, but his teams are good. And it's not even like he has these amazing players around him. It's just he's good enough to lead his team where Russell Westbrook is not. And that's where I think you're lacking a little bit on your Kobe argument is, number one, from his defensive aspect being as great as he is. I'm okay with you comparing Durant and Kobe a little bit. That's fine. And I think you make some good points. I think Kobe is a winner. Kobe wanted to win so bad, so much worse than pretty much every player on this list with I mean, there's very few exceptions, but pretty much everyone. And additionally, he would do whatever it took to win. He would just take over games. While he wasn't as efficient, somehow Russell Westbrook's not efficient. He doesn't win games, but Kobe did. But I think you're, you're kind of missing the fact of the, the winning aspect of Kobe Bryant and how winning always followed him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely a decent argument. I just think that, like, to me, Kevin Durant's more valuable because when you look at the efficiency, and, and yeah, you're talking about winning, but I— I don't think that's really true. I think it's kind of just something that people say. Like, oh, Kobe's this great mm-hmm. winner. Like, and yeah, it's his mentality is great, but Kevin Durant is just overall, he's more talented, so he has better numbers, he has better performances, and that didn't always lead to wins because he had certain teammates, 
you know, and he had, he wasn't in the best situation always. Like, you know, his organization made some dumb moves. He didn't have the best coaches. Whereas, you know, Kobe is Phil Jackson, you know, Duran is Scott Brooks, you know, and he has just, you know, Scott Brooks who starts Kendrick Perkins at the five, who at this point in his career is horrible. That's all of a tangent. But, you know, like if we look at like finals performances, Kevin Durant in 2017, and I was watching uh, game three yesterday, actually, of this finals, Kevin Durant averaged 56% shooting, 35 points per game, eight rebounds, and five assists. And Kobe's best finals performance, I believe, was 09 when he averaged uh, 43% shooting, 32 points, seven assists, six rebounds. So still really good numbers, but Kevin Durant's just um, much more efficient and overall um, was better in the finals. I, I, I get the I get what you're saying here, and I, I do think Kevin Durant will will be close to Kobe, if not better at some point in time in his career. I just I can't put that stamp on it yet. Uh, and again, I looked a lot at accolades, and Durant's accolades are great for where he's at, and I think they'll be better by the end of his career, but they're not quite at Kobe's accolades. Um, right. Just to explain why Durant was not higher on mine. But, I gotcha. Um, I get the, uh, the last pick here for this episode. Um, now, here's where I'm going to put another tier. 11 through 1. This is kind of another whole tier, and really like one through five, I think, is a tier. So really it's six through 11 here is a tier. And this player, I think there's a lot of players on this six through 11 area where you could interchange them, and I think I'd be okay with it. Um, so I you know, I did my best here. This, who I have at number 11 is Hakeem Olajuwon. Um, and like I said, six through 11, there's you could really mix them up a lot, and you'll see who I have through those um, next episode, uh, which you should definitely tune into that one too. Um, but I have Hakeem Olajuwon. Obviously, Hakeem is just this ferocious player, uh, and he was amazing on both sides of the ball. He averaged 21.8 points. He was pretty efficient from the field of 51%, 11 rebounds a game. Uh, wasn't this you know amazing passer, but he had 1.7 steals and over three blocks a game. He had an MVP award, two NBA championships, 12 All-Star appearances, 12 All-NBAs. Um, he won the Finals MVP both times he was in the championships. So I, I just think, you know, he... he I, it was tough for me to make the the, the top ten connection here because, like I said, six through eleven you can really interchange, and I'd be okay with it. Um, so Hakeem Olajuwon comes out at eleven. So as we finish here, Ben, you've seen two lists. One of us had really hot takes towards the end. What? How are you feeling about our list so far? How do you feel about the Kobe yet? I don't even know where you put him. Not top ten. So this well. is. I'll give my my real short opinion on the, this whole Kobe argument that you guys have been having. I think Trevor made a really good point where he said that a lot of times the Kobe fans kind of they're very loud and yes. you'll you'll get a lot of people that think that he's a top five player of all time and a lot of times yes. you want to believe that because so many people think that well that's just because of the generation we live in he's been so he was so good for so long in our generation people grew up watching him especially while we so were younger you can't let these people that have strong opinions on him sway what in reality like what it is in reality which is I think he's a top ten player of all time but I think he's in the seven to ten range I don't. I don't think he's a top five player. People that think he's a top three player of all time, I think it's ridiculous because yeah, I don't. Insane. I don't think. He, I don't think insane. he's a top three. Look, I love. I don't Kobe, think he's a top he's, three he's Laker top. of all time. So I don't know how he can be a top three I, player I, of all time. I would say this. Right. I would say this, Ben. I have him in the range that you just said. Yes. Right. So I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna like argue with Trevor on this. Trevor obviously did a bunch of research and he killed it when he like explained why he thinks Kobe of is course. where he is. Trevor always kills it. He always kills it. But I love that he said that you can't take people's opinions and think that that's reality because it's not reality. Yeah, there's people that are going to love him and think he's the best player of all time, but 
it's it's just not true. Like I hate it, it, I'm I'm being honest, it's not true. And yes, his mentality is might be better than any athlete we've ever seen before. He's got an amazing mentality, but Second but if I'm looking at best basketball player, he's not there's multiple people in front of him. So, yeah, his mentality's amazing, but I can think of six or seven people that are better than him just off the top of my head. Right. Yeah. I I I think we're in the same boat with that, Ben. Trevor, any last thoughts on on our list? Um, before I close out the episode. Yeah, so so I'm going to give my thoughts, and I think we should recap our list real quick. But um, I think just, like, in general, and I kind of said this a little bit before, but, like, with players that people love and just even players that, like, their games are very exciting and entertaining. So, like, Kobe, Steph Curry, I think those are two perfect examples for that. Steph Curry and uh, Kobe, both just some of the most fun players to watch, whereas you have maybe a player like Tim Duncan where people think he's boring – and people don't want to watch that, you know, and he's, and, you know, like Steph Curry and Kobe, they have like their facial expressions and, you know, um, they're just fun to watch. Whereas Tim Duncan, maybe it's boring. So people, that influences people's opinions, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So we're, we're going to wrap it up here. There was 25 to 11 next Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to come out with our 10 to 1. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. We're definitely going to have relatively similar lists with the exception of a couple players. Um, but it'll be interesting once we get down, especially to the top, you know, three, four, five. So please, you know, tune in for that one. You guys will really, really enjoy it. Um, but, you know, with that being said, thanks so much for all the support yeah. recently. We're up to a lot of downloads. We got, like, a, a wacky amount of downloads on, like, Thursday this week. So we're <laughs> downloading our stuff on Thursday. I appreciate you. Um, but, yeah, thank you all so much. Real, real uh, quick. Trevor, any, anything else you want to yeah, say? Yeah, real quick, let's, yeah, yeah. let's uh, go over our list. So I'll, I'll do mine real quick. And I'll, okay, and I'll, I'll start at 11. So number 11, I had Kevin Durant. Number 12, Kobe Bryant. 13, Oscar Robertson. 14, Carl Malone. 15, Jerry West. 16, I had Charles Barkley. 17, Moses Malone. 18, Elgin Baylor. 19, Dr. J, Julie Serving. 20, Dwayne Wade. 21, Dirk Nowitzki. 22, Kevin Garnett. 23, Kevin McHale. 24, Steph Curry. And 25, I had David Robinson. And 11, I had Akeem Olajuwon, 12, Bill Russell, 13, Jerry West, 14, Julius Irving, 15, Carl Malone, 16, Moses Malone, 17, Dirk Nowitzki, 18, Kevin Durant, or Kevin Garnett, excuse me, 19, Kevin Durant, 20, David Robinson, 21, Charles Barkley, 22, John Stockton, 23, John Havlicek, 24, Scottie Pippen, and 25, Stephen Curry. Um, so, again, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Please follow all of us on Twitter and uh, the podcast on Twitter at SmallBallerPod, and we appreciate all of that. Uh, please comment, rate the podcast five stars, subscribe to it, um, and tweet at us, please. We really like to hear what you guys have to say. You know, give your thoughts on this episode. This will definitely be more of a talked-about one, I believe. Um, if, you, you, you know, if you have any way of contacting us, please contact us. I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts. I'm sure Trevor and Ben do also. Um, so uh, thank you for that. Any, any any final final words from any both of you guys? It's all for fun, you know. We just did this for fun. We had a I had a fun time making my list. So hope you guys enjoy. Like I said before, mm-hmm. I'm excited for next week. Yes. Yeah. Tune in next week if uh, Trevor doesn't have the same number one as me. I might uh, go crazy. <laughs> so that'll be interesting. Um, but like I said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.